We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome into the wednesday edition of the pack a day podcast i'm steve perez joined as always by dusty evely no sarah kelleher today she is off on assignment but man this is gonna be fun it's it's been a couple of weeks and mm-hmm. we're actually uh we've been penciled in to do the the video pack a day podcast as well so thank you to a whole new crew that's listening to us as well uh i know you'll you'll be complaining about me and and dusty since we're not andy but mm-hmm. you know we're, we're still here we're still here we're filling the shoes while he's on the ir feeling a little under the weather but uh how you doing my friend we we had the super bowl go on mm-hmm. some crazy stuff what's uh what's new in your life yeah, first of all i'm never gonna apologize for not being andy i'm i'm fine <laughs> not being andy love you buddy uh yeah no listen i'm good super bowl was fun uh it always said that that's the end of the season but at the same time it's kind of um i i push myself so hard during the season that it's kind of like a, it's okay now i get a little reprieve because i don't really do a lot of draft stuff so uh i'm i'm doing good uh it was a really fun super bowl we'll we'll get into that a little bit but i really enjoyed the super bowl we had a good time but uh yeah doing well overall we missed you the past few weeks man how you how are you doing yeah i'm doing good i'm doing good and again yeah we're nobody's andy because man i don't want i don't want his job that's not just i love the packers but that's too much that's just too much (laughs) um (laughs) so but we're definitely happy to be here you know kind of took a little time for myself kind of get my head back in the game a little bit here, but uh, doing better. And yeah, I'm happy to be back. Happy to be talking to Packers. And, you know, we were trying to come up with a fun, random ass topic to have. And, you know, post Super Bowl, we haven't started off season stuff yet. It's just not that much, but we did get a couple of good questions. So uh, let's, let's jump into those. And we are like up in classing the world now for, <laughs> from what we normally do. Cause we have, we have the questions on the on the screen now, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And our first one comes from Ed Stack. He always brings some some really good questions. Some Packers fans are saying that the Packers could have won the Super Bowl. I disagree. The Chiefs would have had similar success against Joe Barry's prevent defense on that winning drive in OT. Agree. So what do you think? Listen, I am forever the optimist, especially in games that the Packers are not playing in. 
Listen, Packers beat the Chiefs. I know it was on their home turf, and it was close. There were some questionable calls that went both ways, as they do in every single game. But I feel good about it. The Packers' defense was playing pretty well down the stretch. Um, there was, I think it was Ted Nguyen from The Athletic put it, put it perfectly, where Joe Barry's defense are designed to stop Patrick Mahomes, but then he runs the same stuff against Tommy DeVito, uh, and it just <laughs> it just doesn't work. So, uh, I mean, I, they've they've played Mahomes well. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, they did the exact same thing. They held Mahomes to... I think the Chiefs they held the 13 or 17 points in that game, and and the the game that Love started uh, when 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 Rogers was out. So I am optimistic. I think I think they would have just because they played them well in the past. That the offense was firing. I I I fully believe in my heart because it's something we can never disprove that the Packers would have beat the Chiefs <laughs> had they made Super Bowl. Steve, where do you sit on it? Man, as much as I would love to agree with you. Um... I think, and I don't know if it would have been Joe Barry's defense, but I think the moment might have been too big. I think that moment would have been proven too big. Uh, Super Bowl, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, all the all that kind of stuff. I think that would have just been, you know, as a way that the Packers season went, it seems like they weren't even fully ready for that divisional round. So if I think that they would have gone up against the Super Bowl, played the Chiefs that were now the back-to-back Super Bowl champions, probably not. I would have loved to see it. I think I, w- I would have absolutely loved to see it. That would have been so much fun. Um, but I did enjoy having a stress-free Super Bowl. That was really fun, mm-hmm. too, of not having to worry about the Packers. And what they were doing, that was a good time as well. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sorry you hate your team, Steve. All right, the next question <laughs> from, from Humbug. He's got a two-parter. We'll have the second part down below. Uh, first part, we'll answer this first. Green Bay have needs all over the secondary. <laughs> I disagree. Which position, or I, I agree. I will say, which positional hole would you rather bring in a free agent to fill? Safety, linebacker, or cornerback, and who would you want? Uh, we'll get to the food question in a minute. But Steve, what's your thoughts here? Oh man, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to go stock answer and just say linebacker. Um, I feel <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I know. Um, I think the biggest need right now is safety like that need. They need that veteran presence in the back. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but I, I mean, I feel like it's a, it's a wish list at this point. I think they're probably going to fill it through the draft, but that, that guy from uh, the Ravens in the secondary, mm-hmm. I know is going to be a free agent. I can't remember his name for the life of me, but um I've seen that one kind of linked all over the place. And then honestly, like, I think they need another cornerback. I saw, um, a really nice post. I think I forget who it was on X. It, it may have been Jacob Westendorf, um, but you, it was him or uh, Jacob Morley. And they were talking about how you really want to see the Packers address that slot cornerback position and use the chiefs as that example of look what they did. They took their 22nd pick and they used it on a cornerback played outstanding. And like, you can't keep getting by with an undrafted free agent, and a kick returner as your your slot corner. That those days are gone for for what this game is now. You need to really really focus on that. So I mean, I I really anticipate with having five picks in the top one hundred that they're going to address safety. They're going to address cornerback, um, offensive line as well. Will probably all be within the draft. I think they probably won't be. I don't think it's going to be high end level um free agents uh i don't think that's going to be the case but i think that they're really going to be aggressive in what they do i think they're going to target some players that they think really can fit those needs and they're going to go get them so i would that's kind of what my plan would be as gm 
Yeah, I think I think safety makes the most sense to me just because of of I don't know, I think what you're asking that guy to do and who they have on the roster. I mean, and I think for me it'd be I think like Jordan Fuller, who who had played under Halfley, he played for the Rams. Uh, I I, I would like bringing that move in just because I would I feel better with a vet on the back end. I feel like cornerback. Uh, I've always said cornerback is a very tough to come in and play. We've also seen a lot of rookies playing. I think in this Halfley defense, it's going to be a little more press, a little more aggressive, maybe a little less thinking and passing off assignments and a lot of like that match quarter stuff that they did. Uh, I think you can maybe throw a rookie out there, have him be a little more aggressive and have a rookie corner play better out of the gate than you can a rookie safety. Uh, so I've, and you know, I've, I've, I've been talking about potentially Savage back there, but I wouldn't feel great about Savage. So I think if you're looking for a veteran, um, I would take the safety and then the cornerback, cornerback and linebacker. I think you both, you can both look draft, but safety, I think is where you really need a vet. Um, and Humbug had a second part of his question for food question here as we do. Uh, what a crazy bread. Andy Herman raves about in his ad reads, but as a know nothing Brit, I've never had it. Uh, crazy bread is a little Caesars uh, breadsticks essentially that have uh, butter and Parmesan cheese on top. You know, some garlic in there too. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to it, but if I get Little Caesars, which is occasionally it's cheap and it's by me, uh, I will always get an order, uh, and half of it's gone by the time I get home. (laughs) That is is that your thoughts on crazy bread? That's totally the move. (laughs) There is one that's about a mile from my road, uh, down from my apartment, and uh, multiple times I've just ordered the crazy bread. And for I'm sorry that uh, humbug, you can't do this, but the the ultimate move is to go there for lunch, Dusty. Have you, mm-hmm. do you know their lunch special? Uh, no, I don't like, actually. It's like the deep dish, like square corner pizza. Oh, yeah. You get four slices of that and a soda for $5.99. See, we had a Jets by us that did that. Same, yeah, same exact okay. thing as like Jets. It's awesome. I will have to do that. Mm-hmm. I will have to, I may have to do that uh, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome, world. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day to Dusty. That's what it'll be. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Uh, all right, we got another one from Matt Pickett. I thought we were going to skip Matt's question. I didn't know. <laughs> Welcome back, Steve. <laughs> Anywho, uh, with the season over, what one piece of in-season football content will you miss the most? And his food question, what food that you really, what's the food that you really miss the most? So, Jesse, we'll start with you. So, in-season football content is weird because it gets to this point like i just i just need a break from some of this stuff so i i don't miss it for like i don't miss it now i'm sure i will miss it at some point but i'll say uh, i i love the athletic football show i love that podcast listen to it a lot of times when i'm cooking uh the maze and tice i think do such a good job and they still go during the off season but it's it's different you're not getting the week-to-week breakdowns and what each team is doing and this and schematically and a lot of the interplay it's more uh, draft stuff or big picture or what's this team going to do in the off season. So they're still around, but it, the dynamics different and the content's different. So uh, when I, when I finally start making my way back, my way back over, that's what I miss that it's not, I mean, and that's true of a lot of stuff. I know like, you know, packs what she said, I love listening to. Um, and it's just, they, they still will record, but you miss that weekly kind of like breakdown and the vibe from the whole thing. But I I'd say, I'd say the athletic football show is probably number one, just because I listen to that one so much during the season. Um, and a food that I really miss. So it's not a food, it's a drink, but there was for a while, it was RC draft cola. 
I'm not a fan of RC Cola in general, but their draft cola, they sold it in bottles. They had it at the Target near us, and you could get it for dirt cheap. And it was like it had like a chocolatey flavor to it. It was like an upscale mm. RC, if that's if that sounds like okay. something that could float your boat. Okay. But it had chocolatey flavor to it. It was incredible. I, they didn't really stop making it. I think you can still get it in Australia, but the shipping costs are just astronomical. It's one of those that like now I kind of wonder like. Because this was like in high school, uh, high school okay. and college. So now you got to go to Amazon and see where it's at. Yeah, and I can't find it anymore. So I would like to try it again because <laughs> I do really, really miss that. I don't drink a whole lot of like uh, pop, soda, whatever sure. whatever people in Wisconsin call it, I guess. Um, I don't really soda, drink that yes. too much anymore, but I would very much. I do miss that. I would like to have that again. Okay. I completely took this question a different way uh, than you did. So I'm glad that you had it. Mine was, I was like, like thinking, he was like, in season football content, so I was thinking Sunday night football. Like that's the the, the content. <laughs> the, I actual game. the actual game. I missed the games. <laughs> I missed the football. That's in season football content, right? I mean, I, it was Thursday night football, Monday night football, Sunday night football, Sunday afternoon football, Sunday noon football, Saturday football, football across the pond. Like there were so many in like things that I would miss. Mm-hmm. And, out of all of those, I took that as Sunday night football that I would miss the most. Gracious. So. <laughs> Barely, it's going to take me a couple of weeks to get back to the swing of things. Uh, um, and I have answered this one before as far as the food that I really miss, but uh, there was a Reese's peanut butter cup that they used to make that uh, also included uh, an Oreo cookie top inside the Ore- inside the Reese's cup. And it was in a yellow package and it was like Reese's cookie crunch or something along those lines. And my, that was like my favorite candy of all time. I can't find it anywhere at all. I've, I've DM'd uh, Reese's and they're like, well, we make them now with like peanut butter or like, or with uh, potato chips. And these, we make these ones with cookies parts in them. I'm like, not the same, bring it back. And they're like, they 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 are trying a whole bunch of new stuff. They've, I saw one with, they have Reese's puffs in them. Recently, like I went to the store, they've got a whole yep, bunch of I stuff. I saw those. So I wonder, I might see something like that again in the future, Steve. Because I always try like all the new, the, all the new Reese's stuff. Yeah. I will always, uh, it's always worth a shot to me. Like the Take Fives are really good. I like those. Uh, yeah, those ones are really good. The Reese's Sticks are really good as well. I like those. those but great. Still, nothing compares, man. Nothing compares. Nothing compares. Um, <laughs> all right, up next, good question. Sunday Night Football. Uh, <laughs> all right up next brian harstan uh with the 2024 spotlight on the defense of the new coaching staff do you think linebacker will be a focus for player moves this offseason steve i'm pretty sure he wrote this for your return what do you think <laughs> we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, I think there's going to be a move. I I think they'll be I'll be interested to see what they do with Devondre Campbell if they do end up bringing him back, if they try to restructure, if they, you know, That'll be interesting, but they've got Quay, they got McDuffie, they've got and and you know I'm sure they'll bring somebody in in the through the draft, but again I'm not anticipating these huge ginormous moves that they're going to bring in like an all all pro cornerback or a you know a, a um a Pro Bowl linebacker or or something like that. Like yeah. I think the big move is going to be towards safety if they do bring a veteran presence in. I think that's where they've focused it. They'll add supplemental pieces. They're not going to add anything really, really big. But um I think they've they like Quay. I think they like McDuffie. Mm-hmm. I think they view them as like very good complimentary pieces. And they like Devondre Campbell. Whether or not he stays healthy, that's a whole nother bag of worms. But You've got those three together. They probably don't like Devondre at the price they've got him now, uh, but whatever, that's fine. They can make that work. They can push it down the road a little bit. They've been pretty good at doing that. So I don't think that this is going to be a, a focal point of moves of the offseason. What about you, Dusty? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Quay, I mean, I've talked about this a bunch. I think Quay is going to have potentially a monster season. Like he's perfect for everything it looks like Halfley likes to do, is going to want to do. Uh, if you watch the defenses he had at Ohio State and Boston College, I mean, I, I think they look at this and go like, man, you put Quay in this, dropping the way they're dropping. I think he's going to be incredible. But I do think you need, like he's going to be kind of more that Wilk, I think that's like that weak side, weak side backer. I do think you need like a traditional mic. Like I, and that is – Kind of like that bigger, the thumper, the guy's going to kind of roll down, whereas Quay would be more coverage and all of that stuff. I Ideally, Campbell, like Campbell at his best, Campbell from a couple years ago, is absolutely perfect for that role. The problem is that, like, he looked real slow last year. And part of that was I know he was vocal about injuries and how you want to play through injuries. And so I don't know if he was hurt a little bit down the stretch or if that's just who he is now. If that's who he is, they need an upgrade. I like McDuffie. Um, We got another question about McDuffie as well. I like McDuffie, and he obviously played. I think he was the last Boston College defender drafted. Uh, was was oh, Isaiah McDuffie? Okay. So he did he did play under Halfley, uh, so he likes him. Uh, McDuffie's talked highly about Halfley. I just don't think he's that dude in the middle. They're gonna they're gonna have likely two linebackers on the field more often than not. I think Halfley is a perfectly fine stopgap. He's a guy who can be a nice little swing starter. I don't think you want to go out there day one and say this is our dude. So I, I mean, I'm with you. I I think it's a focus. I think they're going to try to upgrade that position, but I don't think they're going. I don't even know what a top of the market linebacker looks like at the moment what that's going for i don't think i don't think it's expensive there's not a whole lot of guys in the market i've seen talk of like maybe kenneth murray buddy i've seen kenneth murray play linebacker like i don't i don't like kenneth murray but i i think they're gonna make it you, a watch, focus. you could watch the world burn and have patrick <laughs> queen patrick queen could come in and finally everybody who was wanting to draft him years ago uh would be yeah, happy finally. if they give if they give patrick queen big money i will be very upset but yeah i think they'll make it a focus i don't think they're gonna break the bank but they are gonna try to improve on what they have i think uh, we got, well, I think actually, I can't remember who asked the last question, but since we just talked <laughs> about it, we'll just, let's do this real Keep quick. Going. 
Uh, he's saying under Halfley, whose role will increase the most. He keeps going back to McDuffie. Um, and you mentioned McDuffie, Steve. What do you th- what do you th- do you th- do you see him as kind of that uh, the most increased role there? I mean, we got another one along the lines. I think um, that I think we will touch on as well. But I don't I don't know if it'll be McDuffie. Like he may have the quickest understanding of it, and he may be able to jump through it quicker than than Quay will. But like I think you brought up some good points. I think Quay is gonna. I think that's the guy who's gonna eat this year. Um, yeah. there's going to be other ones that really do well. This, like, I think this front four is going to do great things under him. Um, and, and if they can mask some of these cool and, and bring in some of these cool, uh, you know, unique blitzes that, that we haven't seen in green Bay in <laughs> decades. I mean, man, it's going to be a really exciting time, but I mean, I would, to me, I lean more, much more towards the athletic linebacker versus the not as athletic linebacker of who's going to be flying around being the star of the defense. So I would think to me, it's going to be Quay more than McDuffie. Yeah. And I think as far as like, yeah, I, I, Quay makes sense in terms of how he will be used. Um, I think and what, and what he'll do like production wise, mm-hmm. um, what like flash plays on the field. I think uh, we saw him do some of that stuff last year. Anyway, just his hands are made of bricks or we'd be talking about him a little more. I think um, <laughs> the guy I keep coming back to, and I mentioned him earlier, if they bring him back is savage. I still, there's a part of me that's holding out hope. He played his best ball that one year under Patton where it was kind of more, little more just straight single high. I mean, they played a bunch of like cover one, cover three uh, under Barry this past year, but it, the way they got to it was still out of like a quarters look. So they're spinning and they're doing out of different looks and some of the principles were different. If they're going like true single high, Savage still has the range and the speed to be that dude on the back end. Now, some of his tackling angles have been less than ideal, but I, th- I wouldn't be shocked if that's a guy they bring back on a one-year prove-it deal, throw him back there from day one and say, Listen, sink or swim, we're going to bring in someone, or we're going to try to bring in someone. You know, if you if you don't think you can hack it, maybe we draft some, we draft some guy in the third round or something this year. But I wouldn't be shocked if the guy whose role is increases the most is sad if they bring back Savage on a one year deal and Savage is that dude. So that would not shock me in the least. Steve, I think this is the question you were kind of uh, referring to uh, yeah. in the last one. So I think it's your yeah. turn now. I'll give you the floor. All right, thank you. This one's from Rolf. Um, in this new, hopefully more aggressive defense. Who do you think will have a better season, Jair Alexander or Rashawn Gary? You, you hate to do like depends on health, right? Uh, but it really does depend on health because this, I mean, this is the kind of scheme that Jair absolutely like wants to play in, needs to play in. The shoulder, I think, is going to be an issue um, in terms of some of the physicality, but most of it's come up on like. <laughs> tackling you know uh which some of that stuff when you're pressing the pressing around the edge like he's still gonna have to do that but if you're talking about just pure coverage and you're sticking him on the outside or you're moving him inside every now and then on like third downs for that slot coverage where he's not gonna have to take on a run this is who he wants to be and this is where he's at his best is getting getting in a dude's face pressing that line even if he's off a little bit he's playing downhill he's looking to get into his face and play play physically play aggressively get in the guy's back pocket we've seen him even the past like you know year or two when he's been a little injured and he's not been at his best he's been at his best when they just said when he's shoved joe barry in a locker and said let me take that guy and then he's just in that dude's pocket the entire game so i i mean i think if he stays healthy which again Big question sure. with Jair. Um, I mean, Rashawn could have a big year as well, but I think Jair s- seems very clearly to me like the answer because it's what we've wanted to see him playing him like since he's been drafted. So this seems Pretty perfect. Much. Pretty much. Um, and I think that'll probably bring out some of his cocky attitude as well. 
Uh, I think that could be a really big factor. Like when he is clowning wide receivers, like he's more fun, he's more vocal. And I think Sarah's been one who's been talking about that a lot, is wanting to see the vocality from him. And I think that would be that would be a huge thing. I mean, I can't really disagree with you. And I think just to play the other side of the fence is Rashawn Gary had like turning into an even bigger beast. Like, um, if you are bringing like exotic blitzes, if you are bringing pressures from different spots, if you are just having this aggressive defense, like that's going to be huge for Rashawn Gary because look at what the defense has been since he's been there. It's rush four, rush five, rush three, rush two, uh, and see what you can get. And then we're going to cover it up on the back end and make sure they don't beat us over the top. So, yeah, yeah. I think I mean, it could be it could be really effective for him as well. And yeah, Sarah, and like you said, Sarah's mentioned that before. But if it's if it's a third and seven, and you run out there, they've got those big bodies, right? You went out there, and your your line is, I don't know, Kenny Clark, LVN, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary are your four. Maybe Rashawn Gary's your fifth, and you put uh, Devontae Wyatt in the middle, and you mm-hmm. put Rashawn Gary in that A gap, kind of tilted in the A gap or something. Some of the stuff we see Z do. You cause a lot of havoc with that. Stuff. Yeah, man. And I mean, look, look no further than the Super Bowl. Like this is what the Packers defense that we're hoping for is that third and what was it? Third and six, third and four, whatever that the the 49ers needed to pick up to win the game mm-hmm. at the end of the fourth quarter. And I think every Packers fan was like, well, Joe Barry would have had his, his DBs about 10 yards off. And what does Spags do? He comes in, blitzes his cornerback, blitzes, make sure they get pressure on the quarterback, incomplete pass. We all know the rest of the story. So I think it's a really exciting time um, for Packers fans. And, and you know, I think this could elevate some of these playmakers that they have and put them in really good spots. Without a doubt. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens. Uh, last question from Joseph Quincy. What are your expectations for the Packers this year? Either outcome or how each phase performs. So man, hope springs eternal for me, right, Steve? I mean, I guess you mm-hmm. answer first. Where, where are you sitting on on this team as far as like <laughs> offense, defense, and or special teams? I guess it's the off season, man. We're all we're you got to start drinking the Kool Aid early, right? Right? You got to start yeah. drinking the Kool Aid early, man. I already saw I saw early projected power rankings, and the Packers are four. The Packers are four. <laughs> let's go. I mean, like, come on, let's go already. Let's let's get this started. I need Madden twenty foot five now 24 already out coming out so we can talk about how the other wide receivers are underrated and it's gonna be exciting um you know i think it's hard to put what the expectations are going to be for the packers just because you need to see what they do in the draft this is such a young team so we really need to see what they're going to do in the on you know the draft on free agency and see where these young new even younger pieces are going to fit on this team so there's a lot of question marks like obviously it's promising what they did this at the end of the second half of this year i'm looking forward to it and i really think they have a, a team that can compete for the division next year so I think they're going to push the Lions. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Vikings do at quarterback, man. I mean, there's so many what the what the Bears do at quarterback. So there's so many unknowns right now that um, it's going to be fascinating. And I'm I'm so looking forward to it. I love all the the pageantry of the off season and you know what GMs decide to you know hemorrhage their future on or or bet yeah. their future on is it's always fascinating to me. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think they're going to be a really good team again this year uh, in 2024 um, with the playoffs being to me, what they're, what they're looking at. Like that's, I don't know if I'm telling calling for a Super Bowl just yet, but man, like playoffs is, is what they should be aiming for high playoffs. 
Oh, I'm calling for Super Bowl. I'm all in, man. I'm all in. I'm, I mean, I'm with you on all that stuff. I think the offense, again, you, like we always like progress isn't linear, and so some of those guys maybe take a step back. But I'm fascinated what they do in the draft. I assume they're going to add a couple pieces. I mean, I, the defense seems like they're going to load up on defense. They're going to take at least a few offensive pieces. Is that going to be what are they going to do with AJ Dillon? Are they going to mm-hmm. draft another back that is kind of like Dillon or kind of got a more guy like Jones? Uh, what are they going to do on that front? Are they going to bring in another receiver? How do these receivers look next year? Because I mean, all this stuff offensively it was all coming together the line was looking pretty good i assume the bolster interior of the line so they got that's the thing on offense everything's looking pretty good there's a couple little patches you put in a couple little moving pieces but they could be really really good next year and the defense i'm i will see how how this goes but so far i mean from everything you hear about halfway and i've been digging in a bunch everything i've seen i've got nothing but i mean unreasonable hopes for this defense <laughs> next year i'm very excited and then the special teams is going to be 29th like that's 20 the special teams is going to be what it's going to be but offense defense i am i'm so excited for both sides of these i mean offense you know because i i spent so much time on that side of the ball but i am just fascinated to see how this defense looks with the guys they have in there because halfley has changed at different spots based on who he has so what's this defense going to look like this year? I think I have a pretty good idea, but I'm excited to see these guys in it. So I'm, I'm again, sky high expectations for me. While, while you were talking, I was like, Oh my God, Tucker craft and Musgrave healthy at the same time. Ooh. That's yeah. Be like, yeah. Maybe bring in another tight end and run some 13 in there, man. Let's, let's go mm-hmm. <laughs> wheel routes all day, dude. That's wheel right. routes. That's right. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, it's great to be back. Um, Thank you guys for listening. This is always a lot of fun when we get to do the the video and the the uh, audio for for the podcast. Uh, wishing Andy very well, but make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. That's at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher four. She'll be back soon um, at Steve Perhatch and at Packaday Podcast. Then thank you guys for listening. Before we wrap this up, we always give each other a little time for some closing thoughts to promote some articles, whatever. Or Dusty, what do you got this week? Not much. I'm not really writing anything at the moment in terms of like week to week stuff. I got some some Packer stat stuff that I've been kind of doing some additional tagging. So that'll be out in the next couple of weeks, probably some kind of haphazard something or other. I'm writing for the Cheesehead TV draft guide this year. I'm doing a big piece on okay. Halfley and his philosophy and how these pieces might fit and some of that stuff. So I've been kind of most of my time has been devoted to that and trying to get some of that stuff right i gotta turn that in. i mean it's i got a month before that's really due but i've been really trying to get that in hone that in. it's my first piece over there and so uh, when that comes out i'll be very very excited to actually see that in print um but until then i'm i'm kind of i'm i'm laying low on a lot of the the content side of stuff what do you got steve oh it's, it's impressive like you you're not even taking off for the draft now <laughs> no i will no i'm okay. taking off for the take- draft <laughs> Okay, you're taking the podcast out. You're what you're writing now. Okay, okay, I like it. I like it. Uh, honestly, not too much. Just um, I'm excited for a little bit of off season stuff. So this is when we get to get wild and crazy and come up with off the wall ideas, uh, especially in that come from you guys. So if you have any things you want to hear about, you know, Matt, like make a Packers team all time, or you know, the best offensive, best offense from the '90s, best you know defense from the '80s, like all that kind of stuff. That's the kind of this is when we get to do that. This is when we get to have fun. This is when we get to be even more creative than we all than we always are. So and then again, your food questions. Always we always have a really good time mm-hmm. and normally we get to argue with each other even more on those than we actually do on football. So feel free to bring those. But we appreciate you guys listening. Um 
pretty crazy that this many people listen to our our takes on football. So, well, not <laughs> yours, mine, but sure, uh, yeah, um, yeah, sure. <laughs> you get it, you get it. But uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, we'll be back next week. And as always, go pack, go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.